Hi out there. I'm Pat Holly, and I'd like to welcome you to my show, Artbeat Northwest. Each week, we invite a guest from the visual arts or the performing arts to talk with us. And this week, Kelly Lyles, fine art painter living in the Northwest, is here. And her art cars, paintings, and artsy home have been featured on TV and in many publications across the world. And she also curates and juries many art shows and leads art tours all over the world. And she also creates and wears cutting-edge fashion. (laughs) She is really immersed in the arts. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Kelly. Thanks a lot. It's fun to be here. I liked hearing all this about myself. I'm like, really? Wow, she sounds far more impressive than she really is. (laughs) Well, she's really impressive. And besides... She drove her art car over here, and people are already taking pictures of it. It's so wonderful. Before we get started with the interview, though, let's talk a little bit about art walks here uh, around Seattle and the Pacific North. This this week, uh, of course, it's first Thursday is Mm -hmm. this week, and the first art walk in Seattle, and still the premier art walk, is the Pioneer Square Art Walk every first Thursday, and most of the galleries put up a new show every first Thursday, which is wonderful. You go down there, and uh, there may not be that many people on the street, but you go into those galleries, and they're all crowded all evening, and they're they're so crowded, they they kick you out at the at yep. 9 o'clock. So, you know, eight, we got to go home. Most of the time, the galleries are shutting at 8, and they are serious. At they are serious. Eight, they're standing next to the door <laughs> with the keys in their hand. So, yeah, it's a mad dash. <laughs> yeah, so it, but it's a great great time down there and it feels very safe because there are just a lot of people there mm-hmm. and you know even if it's raining you know on any of these art walks you just okay wear boots mm-hmm. wear warm clothing bring an umbrella you will be comfortable you know it's you know we just gotta get used to dressing for this and then we can have a good time now there are a lot of these art walks around and one of the good way to find out about them is just go to info at seattle.gov they list them all but i'm going to just kind of go through a few of the major ones uh capitol hill second thursdays fremont first fridays queen anne uptown third thursdays u district third fridays it's it's really a free and easy way to enjoy the arts Hmm, very much so yeah, and then, of course, on the east side, um, where we're kind of a cultural wasteland here. <laughs> but we do have Kirkland. Kirkland Art Walk uh, is coming up Friday, February 9th. And then Issaquah also has an art walk, but only May through September. And, of course, Bellevue could never get one off the ground because we just don't have that many art museums or art galleries or anything. But anyway. But you got my favorite art museum, the Bellevue Art Museum. I well, love. the Bellevue Art Museum, we've got to support that. That's true. Absolutely love it. We'll be back shortly with more on Artbeat Northwest. Stay tuned to Alterna Talk 1150. Don't miss the wonderful exhibits at the Bellevue Arts Museum this fall. The Bellevue Arts Museum is the Pacific Northwest Center for Art, Craft, and Design in downtown Bellevue. On Now is Searching for Home, a solo exhibit by Humera Abid. 
Abid offers a passionate and intimate look at the humanitarian consequences of the worldwide refugee crisis through meticulously crafted wood, sculptures, and miniature painting on until March of 2018. Opening November 10th is Making Our Mark. Over 250 teaching artists from the Pratt Fine Arts Center present an ambitious show celebrating Pratt's 40th anniversary on until March of 2018. Hope to see you soon at the Bellevue Arts Museum. Bored with the other stations? Hammering away on the same old talking points? Try Alternative Talk 1150 and get some variety. Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. We're here talking to innovative artist Kelly Lyles. And Kelly just brought up a great point, and that is that the Bellevue Arts Museum, which we just heard more about, is such a wonderful organization here on the east side, and we want to be sure to support that. But there's not a whole lot else. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, Kelly, I wanted to ask you first, so we don't forget this, you have a show on right now that you have curated at the Tacoma Art Museum that is very exciting, you know, and I think very apropos of this time. Why don't you talk about that? The show is called Like Mother, Like Daughter. And um, my mother passed away, oh, I guess about six years ago. In fact, and she had radio show. Both she and my dad had radio shows. So oh, this is kind of fun. I was thinking, oh, mom's up there. I'm, I'm not religious or spiritual. But every once in a while, I think, mom's watching. She's in on this. Um, but so at some point, I think maybe on a Mother's Day, one of my girlfriends suggested that we all bring something of our mom's because her mom had just passed away and tell stories. And so we all went over there and, you know, had shared things. And boy, these women were interesting. Um, the, the one has a, she was a pilot in her twenties or something. Another one lived over in the Panama Canal. And, you know, my mother was a debutante and threw parties for royalty. And, uh, my mom, you know, all these moms were really fascinating, which you didn't guess seeing them as little, little old ladies in their, you know, final years. (laughs) So somehow, maybe, uh, and it was Lana Sunberg that threw this party. She's a wonderful artist, and she's in the show. She's the image that we're featuring on the poster for the Tacoma Art Museum. But somehow, you know, that just sort of kicked off the idea that we should do artwork about our moms. So I've curated the show. It's been, this is its fifth incarnation. Each So it's been in four other galleries before it went to the Tacoma Art Museum. Yep, it was at Shoreline City Hall. Then it was with, I think, maybe like 11 artists or uh, not that many. Then we had 16 at the Magnuson Park Art Gallery. Um, They told me they had to keep Kleenex at the front desk because people (laughs) would come, you know, tear up about their own moms. The stories, every every piece has the story written about, uh, you know, someone has to tell a little bit about their mom. So So that's next to the picture. Yep. Yep, and, and some the of them picture. are two or three lines. Some of them went on for three pages, and I said, no, get it down to one page. <laughs> but, uh, and, you know, really and funny, cute, clever. I'm not saying they're all these teary stories, but, um, but it just brings up a lot of emotion. But then afterwards, it went to um, Art Exchange down in Pioneer Square, a wonderful multicultural uh, gallery where Humera shows her work regularly. And that was 21 artists, I believe. Then it was over in Ellensburg at Gallery One, and that was fantastic. They included some Central Washington artists, too. That was 25 artists. Um, oddly enough, they, when, and they 
gave me like 20 to choose from, and we narrowed it down to five extra ones. Um, they all had these kind of dark stories. There was the stories <laughs> of incest and abuse and neglect. And we're like, wow, what happens in the water over here? Um, but I liked it because it round, you know, it made to me all the more interesting. You know, it's right. not just happy stories about your mom. They're, they're you know, tell the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, and then now it's at the Tacoma Art Museum with 22 artists, I believe. So it should be a really interesting show, and it's on for a while until March 29th. Yep, yep. And uh, opening reception March 15th, but it it opened opens January 10th. Yeah, it's already up. Um, my own piece got damaged, so just a <laughs> wait a week to go. No, go no go, and just imagine that the missing one is the best one. No, um, no, it's a uh, it's it's a really wonderful show. I was very happy with the artists that we that did agree to be in it. Um, and we had we had to use a little less 3D work just because of the space. It's upstairs, uh, but it's it's powerful. It's really wonderful. Um, at Art Exchange, they mentioned that they'd never had as much repeat business of people coming in to see it again and again and read the stories. So it's it's uh, pretty charming. Yeah. Well, we'll have to head over to Tacoma. Tacoma's a great city anyway, and. Be sure to go to the Tacoma Art Museum and see this wonderful exhibit. And their third Thursdays are always free. Almost every museum has a free day, just so everybody is aware of that. But uh, for Tacoma, you know, it's the third Thursday. That's really nice for people. Let's get on to you, Kelly. Um, how would you describe your art? I mean, she is into so many different things, but how do you primarily describe what you do? My elevator speech, they, they always tell you to describe <laughs> oh, it and, yeah, just as long enough that you can hit, you know, go down one floor in an elevator. Um, I'm, a, I'm a representational painter in that I couldn't, wouldn't have a clue how to do an abstract art. So my paintings look like what they're supposed to look like. But, um, but often they involve humor. So I have a variety of subject matters. The ones that are probably the most popular is my rodent series, and they're kind of Playful. I like words. I like wordplay. I thought about being a journalist, but the classes were too early in the morning. So <laughs> New York classes were at noon. So that decided my career. Um, but so it's a spamster, which is a hamster with spam. Miceroni. There are a lot of visual puns involving Americana products. Um, Benson and Hedgehogs, Viagra Falls, greetings from Viagra Falls. Um, <laughs> But then I've also done a series of, I do a lot of figurative work. I love the figure and I love straight, I love portraiture. I also do portraiture. I love pet portraits. Um, but I did a whole narrative series, the 12 steps, because I'm in recovery and have been for many years. And so it's all 12 paintings of drunks and junkies in kind of embarrassing situations, are all, but all too familiar to people in AA or NA, you know, passing out in your food or, um, you know, where's the missing card, you know, that kind of they thing. They should put that on posters probably. Well, that's what I would love, a recovery house to, to take these, but I think they're a little too, oh, no, we can't laugh about it. Yes, you can. And, you know, the people in AA think they're hysterical. Everybody else is like, oh, they're so gutsy. They're so edgy. No, they're not. They're funny. You know, it's, you know, uh, so why do you consider yourself lucky to be living the artistic life? To not have a job? What's not lucky about that? Uh, no, it's, it's a really nice, I, ha I have a wonderful, wonderful life. And my, my business card has pennies falling onto my head. They're not gold coins, they're pennies. <laughs> but I just find it's, there's some little bit of luck almost every day. Uh, you know, I have a really nice life. It doesn't make you a lot of money, the artistic life, um, art. 
in Seattle does not sell well, frankly, hopefully, or I should say in Washington State. I don't know. Maybe somewhere it does, but nobody <laughs> I know is getting rich over here. But you can trade for a lot. You can, um, you know, there's a barter system. There's a lot of, uh, I, I think we have an appreciation for the art. And it's a real friendly art community. I mean, I, you hear the horror stories of all the backstabbing and the, you know, back scene machinations and that's sure not Seattle I don't know if that ever exists anywhere maybe in New York but it sure doesn't here we're a very I think friendly supportive group we just don't support each other with money (laughs) (laughs) but my when I was trying to buy a house and got turned down by 14 mortgage brokers due to my income (laughs) it was funny the one guy was no we can do this this is fine this is fine this is a great monthly and I'm like no that's the annual that's not my monthly salary <laughs> but my uh, my realtor said but they don't know that you don't have a food budget you're at an art opening every night you don't buy groceries and I thought I never thought about it but it's true but she does have a house and the yes. house by the way yeah. was on a program a tv program uh HGTV, what's with that house? What's with that house? HGTV, everybody loves HGTV. And uh, hers is a very unusual house in so many ways. It's so creative. It's fun. It's fun. I'm kind of an art hoarder, um, though that implies piles on the floor. No, no, it's very tidy. Everything's on the wall, but I am out of wall space. I've started on the ceilings because there's so <laughs> Start much. on the ceiling. Yeah, the, uh, it's kind of out of control how much art I own, all and, of which and, is And trade. also a lot out in your yards. Mm-hmm. Yep. Giant coffee cup, yep. hubcaps on your art studio. Uh-huh. Uh, Horses. There's the, the, oh, the, yeah. the you know, the kids you know, riding horses all through the yard that they keep coming. You know, coming. The, from the merry-go-rounds. Yeah, merry-go-rounds. yeah well, they're more the bouncy horses. Oh, the kids, okay. Kids well, you said you bought ones. one and then the other yeah. ones just started they appearing. Started, <laughs> they just started coming. I mean, I probably bought three of the 20 and the rest have all been gifts or somebody said, you know, they sometimes they I don't even notice it. Oh, wait, there's another one. They're breeding. There must be male and female horses out there. So what advice would you give to someone who is an aspiring artist? Uh, do it. Um, don't think, you know, a young, younger, she probably wasn't young, she's probably 40, but, so, you know, a woman who wanted to focus on art called me the other day. And, you know, she had all these ideas for making a living. And I just said, well, you know, not to throw water on your, not to rain on your parade, but <laughs> odds are you won't. You are not going to, you know, go for it, try it. But the odds of making a living at it, just in selling your paintings, are slim. Galleries are, a lot of galleries are folding because we aren't supporting them enough. But do it anyways. Have um, have fun. Trade. You can trade for haircuts, chiropractic. You know, so many of your expenses you can trade for. I don't know if the IRS is supposed to know about this. But um, but you can you can barter. You know, most of my art career, art, I have a huge art collection, which I hadn't even thought about. I just thought about it as fun stuff I liked. But no, it's a, I've got a pretty enormous art collection. But 90% of it, I'd say, was trade. Um, so figure out what you want. You know, nobody says don't play sports, don't play basketball with your buddies after work because you're not going to make any money at it. So same thing ought to apply to art. You, you know, just go for it, have fun, and maybe you will be that small percentage that, that makes it as a, you know, earns a decent living at it, um, but still do it for the pleasure of it, the fun, and, the, you know, I think it keeps our brains active seeing all that new work, and, and you know, it's a good time. 
Now, Kelly also does a lot of art cars. And um, what I was impressed with was somebody bought a new Prius. And it is gorgeous because she painted how many birds on that Prius? And then they call it a... A hybrid. A hybrid <laughs> instead of a hybrid. <laughs> and it really is beautiful birds oh, you. you put on there. Thanks. It was fun. Well, it was um, it was an interesting project. My friend found out she had cancer, and she only had two years to live. Um, she was great about it. She went out and just had fun for two years. But when she was turning over her art car, Marilyn Dreampiece, um, she, she's from Santa Cruz, you can tell with the name like Dreampiece. So she was turning <laughs> her art car into a, there's an art car museum in uh, Douglas, Arizona. Oh, really? So we, yeah, yeah, and there's one in, in Houston, Texas, too. Oh, wow. So we were driving Marilyn's car before, you know, before she was passing away. She was driving her own car out to donate it to this museum in Douglas, and her husband was along with us. And I said, well, we don't want to lose you as part of the group to the husband. You know, what do you, let's paint this car you just bought, you know, to, he, he followed her in a, this new Prius. And I said, let's have you as part of the group. What do you want? What do you want on it? So he just said, <laughs> he's like, well, I don't know. And I said, well, what do you like? Well, I guess I like birds. So that weekend, <laughs> we started painting birds on the car. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he later sold it to the filmmaker, um, Les Blank, who's a pretty well-known documentary filmmaker. So Les drove it for years, and then he, <laughs> Les passed away. But now Les's son, Herod Blank, drives it. Uh, Herod owns the Art Car Museum, and Herod is the man who's put out all the documentaries about art cars. There's at least three movies about us, and there's multiple books. So I'm delighted to have, you know, the the king (laughs) driving my car, so to speak. Plus, he's a great guy. He's a lovely, lovely man. So you have personally done, like, four or five art cars? Yeah, I think four of them. Three of my own. Five. One for Herod. This one. I mean, this one for the birds. And then um, I did one at a, uh, an art car event where we just had to create a car in two days, you know, with everybody oh. kind of helped. But it was, yeah. we concepted it. And How fun. What a fun life. And then you've led art tours all over, uh-huh. the, all over the world. How, how did you get into that? My luck. Uh, <laughs> now, my old boss, um, my bosses, I teach drawing one night a week at Bellevue College. And my bosses from there, uh, I think the continuing ed art program was called Art Zone, I believe. So they were my bosses, Cheryl Leo Gwyn and Yitka Wong. And Cheryl is Chinese-American, and she started going over to China just to, you know, rediscover her roots. And then met Chinese artists, and they were doing cultural exchanges because Cheryl loved it, went back again, brought more artists from Seattle over there. And so she ended up doing these cultural exchanges with China for 10 years or something. So Cheryl invited me to lead one. They just want somebody who's kind of got a name, but that can do the hard work of getting the people to cough up thousands of dollars to come. And then later, Yitka took over the, um, took it over when Cheryl's husband was failing. Uh, And Yitka's from Prague. So she said, let's expand it. So we did one to Eastern Europe, Prague, Berlin, and Budapest. And then I did Cuba, uh, two or three years ago, and that was great. So then we just did Cuba again this year. And then now we're working on South Africa for wow. uh, for what? probably February of 2019. Yeah, come. Oh, they're, yeah. They're oh, I'd love to come. 
And you're going to see all the art there. Yep. Yeah, we focus on art. We still play tourists. You know, yeah. we're, uh, we still go to a lot of the tourist attractions. But every day we meet with artists. We go to the museums. We go to galleries. And we meet artists in their studios. And in the first Cuba trip, they invited the artists to come eat with us every day or night, too, for all our meals. So we'd have some, you know, some me time with them or, yeah, you know, can really yeah. ask them a little more in-depth yeah. stuff, but, you know, that the governments don't want you to know necessarily. <laughs> so. Well, it's already time for a break. We'll be back shortly with more talking with artist Kelly Lyles on Artbeat Northwest. Transform the winter blahs into the winter ahs with some creative inspiration at the Kirkland Art Center. Winter is the perfect time to learn a new art skill from ceramics, painting, printmaking, drawing, Photoshop, collage, and more. You can learn from professional art instructors at the East Side's number one arts learning community in Kirkland. Register now for winter classes starting in January. At KAC, we believe in the power of the arts to transform and inspire. Learn more and register online at kirklandartcenter.org. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. We're here talking to innovative artist Kelly Lyles. And, of course, we've been talking about her art cars, which are fabulous. But, Kelly, you're so creative. What (laughs) or who has influenced you the most? And, I mean, how did you ever get to be this? It seems to me like you have a lot of creative ideas and then you act on them, which is amazing. Oh, that's funny because I just, uh, you know, I, I think I've used this phrase too many times. But I always think of myself as a one-trick pony. I know how to paint, and that's about it, um, other than gluing stuff on my car. But that's easy. <laughs> um, it, I think that's one thing that I was, my brother is creative, too. He's a commercial photographer and fine art photographer. He does beautiful work. Our parents allowed us to be creative, I think. My dad was a cartoonist in his own right. He had a radio show. He was an actor, but then he, you know, sold out and joined the, joined the, you know, corporate world and rose pretty high in the corporate world. But they never stifled us. Um, and it's just, when I teach art, it's just so sad hearing people say, well, my parents wouldn't let me. Or the one woman waited to take an art class till after her mom died. The oh, mom did she didn't have approve. that? Did she have that on her? Yeah, well, she just she said my mother always forbid me to, you know, didn't want me to take, which is so weird. But and you know, and so that's one thing I'm really grateful for. My parents, you know, we were raised pretty affluently, and um, but my parents never frowned on my brother and I choosing whatever careers we wanted. Uh, my mother did say once, I never thought you'd turn out so blue collar and kind of uh which was like wow this is this is what you call blue collar you know i am embracing it being in the arts is blue collar come on that's where everybody wants to be mom had a very different view of the world but she you know but she enjoyed it when she um she was very you know they took us to the two plays and opera and theater as kids to the galleries so i think we were pretty lucky and um now, you also make a fat here. Kelly's dressed in this really bright outfit, but she has done some outfits, if you look on her webpage, that are absolutely on the edge. <laughs> I like your breakfast one. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. But uh, uh, do, you, do you feel like you usually dress as an art statement or? Yeah, um, I, I think I'm as much known for my outfits as in my car as I am for my painting. But it's not intentional. I mean, 
you know, it's not about look at me. It's just the way I've always, apparently I was always a very eccentric dresser as a child. And I would have lots of fights with mom when I insisted on wearing my pajamas to school and thinking I looked great. Um, uh, uh, I have different passports and I think I'm wearing a tennis outfit in one at seven thinking that was what cool kids wore, tennis outfits. Um, but uh, so it's it's always, you know, I've always been into clothing and fashion. I was voted Miss Maud in high school, which I look <laughs> back Maud. at and cringe. Uh, but I do, I wear a lot of color. This is actually pretty toned down today. But but it just stands out in Seattle. Like, I don't think I'd stand out in L.A. that much. It's just maybe from living in different, I lived all over the world in different places in the country. But, yeah, I'd stand out like a sore thumb in Seattle when I'm looking, trying to meet somebody. I say, just look for the gaudiest person there. You know, it's probably me. So how do we get people in Seattle to dressing a little more colorfully? I mean, wouldn't you like to see a little more color on the street? Everybody Absolutely. seems to be either in gray, black, or khaki, you know? Yeah, and I don't get it because it's a gray town. You know, dressing gray, black, and khaki in Miami. Same thing with the houses. All the houses are painted gray. Why not paint houses bright colors in a rainy gray, dark environment? Uh, I don't. Doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. But um, and you know, clothes are fun. Clothes are have just have fun with your have more fun in your life. Um, clothing clothing starts conversations. I'd say. I also think in some ways. It's a lot less threatening. I had a boyfriend say to me once, he said, people don't smile when I'm on my own. They smile when I'm with you. (laughs) Um, And I think it's kind of the, uh, you know, clearly I'm not going to rob you or mug you when I'm dressed in fuchsia and orange or whatever. I don't know. But I think it can be a little disarming. Um, Do you think people are afraid to stand out? They just want to be part of the... You know, background. Yeah, I, d- I definitely do, um, which, again, is odd to me. And I'm and I'm not doing it to stand out. But I remember one of the worst insults anyone ever said was a man I was dating said, you're secretly beige. And I was so offended. You're <laughs> secretly <laughs> beige. I don't think yeah. you're secretly beige. Oh, how dare you? Uh, but And then I thought, he really knows me. He must really know me or something. But, yeah, it was just, I don't, I don't get why people are afraid of color. I guess it does attract attention. Yeah. Um, so maybe people don't want that attention. But it again, I think I find it really I think cheers people up and there's nothing. Oh, wrong. yeah. And especially in this yeah, environment and, you know, this politics <laughs> and everything, we can all use a little cheering up right now. That's true. But listen, we are already. Can you believe this? Running out of time. Thank you so much, Kelly, for coming in and talking with us. Thank you. Uh, thanks again for having me. This was a lot of fun. And come see the art cars at the Fremont Fair every su- every summer in June. Well, I saw them last year, yep. and I'll be back. I love that parade, too. Yep, that is the really parade fun. is a blast. And it's one of the early uh, events of the summer, right? Uh, well, it's always mid-June because it's solstice weekend. It's the Fremont solstice parade. Yeah. So it's always whatever weekend is before the 21st, which is summer solstice. Or- and, the, and the cars are right next to the fair. We're, we're part of the fair. We're usually in the Upper Burke parking lot on 35th, but there will be 50 to 75 art cars from all over the country and B.C. We're already working on it. We house them, feed them, and pay their gas to come. And, and you organize year. that, yep, too. Yep, I organize that. You I'm are amazing. You are amazing. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Anyway, Kelly, how do we get to your website? Your website's really interesting, too, at, to find out more about your life in art. My website, which is badly out of date because it needs, uh, you know, it needs enough, uh, needs to be 
remodeled, whatever, and I'm working on that. But it's www.kellyspot, K-E-L-L-Y-S-P-O-T dot com. The spot is because I used to have a leopard art car. So everything was about spots. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh-huh. www.kellyspot.com. Okay, go there. And there's so much on the site, nevertheless. It's Even huge. If it needs to be updated, there's plenty it's on there. Huge. It's very interesting. Be sure to listen in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. for Artbeat Northwest for news and views on the local art scene. I'm your host, Pat Polly, signing off on Alternative Talk 1150. Have a great, creative, colorful week. <laughs>